Hello and welcome to Stinker Madness Moving Not Movies Edition 1 Special, I guess. With me, as sometimes, is Tucker. Hello, Tucker. Hello, Sam. How's it going? Spectacularly, or specially? Did I call it a spectacular? Or a sp- I think I called it a special, which is good, because I don't know if this is going to be spectacular. It's going to be spectacular. Um, this week on the program, because we're not doing movies, or are we? Uh, we're doing Wheel of Time. Mm-hmm. Now, Tucker, you saw Wheel of Time. Oh, yeah. Tell us a little about it. I mean, I saw it years ago, and I was like, oh, yeah, Wheel of Time. I know that. I'll, I'll watch it again. And it's on Tubi right now. So is it? Yeah. So I watched it on Tubi and uh, most people are probably like, what the hell is he talking about? It just came out and it's on Amazon. Now I've watched wheel of time from 2003 directed by Werner Herzog about (laughs) a giant (laughs) gathering of Buddhists and uh, the Dalai Lama's in it and lots of really interesting things. What, that's Wheel of Time, right? Yeah. Well, there's also the Wheel of Time that I watched, which is the adaptation of probably the first book of the Robert Jordan series, which is magic stuff. Oh. Let me ask you this about Herzog's documentary. Did he become disinterested with Buddhism about a quarter of the way through and just start wandering around with the camera? Um, I mean, he's wandering around with the camera a lot of the time, but I don't think he's disinterested at all. He seems pretty fascinated. Like he doesn't, he doesn't seem to, as you know, in the best of Herzog uh, documentaries, he doesn't seem to come at it as an expert. He just comes at it as like a, a curious weirdo. Did you see the volcano documentary he did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He became disinterested in volcanoes 15 minutes in and it wasn't about <laughs> volcanoes anymore. <laughs> That's it was true. like he was just, as it turns out, I am uninterested in volcanoes. <laughs> and then he just started talking to other people about things that had really nothing to do with volcanoes. Yeah, yeah that's true. But so he, he he stayed on point on this one, though, and actually. I mean, it's hard because he's in that environment. So I guess it's, you know, hard to uh, focus on anything else. When it's this yeah. gathering of this many people, and especially when they're doing such strange things sometimes. What's the strangest thing they did? Well, there's a couple that come to mind. And I mean, this was just, I mean, it's not, I don't know, strange. I mean, it's strange. Sure. Uh, it, you know, it was a pilgrimage to come to like, uh, I think the first gathering was in like the city where Siddhartha came down you know, in like uh, that city. And so uh, some of these um, Buddhists made the pilgrimage on foot, like hundreds of miles. And not only that, but they would travel. They would take like a step. Sometimes I'd see a guy take two or three steps, kind of cheating. And then he'd prostrate mm-hmm. himself. He'd get down on his knees down on his hands, then extend his hands, being completely out, saying a prayer, get back up, take a few steps. They did this for hundreds of miles. Like this guy, uh, one guy, I, I think it took three years to get there. Um, 
so you know that's you know he just watches these guys do this for a long time and they're doing it across streams and shit it's insane um and and then there's a um there's a pillar in the city that they believe may have healing powers so they're just all like getting in there and like (laughs) rubbing themselves on this pillar and like kind of rotating around the pillar. You can get like six or seven people on it at one time, but there's always people trying to get in. So it's like an Eastern Maypole. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Uh, But yeah, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting stuff. So why is it wheel of time because of the like, reincarnation of the Dalai Lama or something like that? Uh, I believe it refers to uh, they're doing a this gathering and they're they're like making this mandala that the Dalai Lama at the end destroys but they're like doing this intricate work on it with sand and drawing this big huge amazing thing Um, and it's supposed to be like this event is supposed to be uh they're i don't know if like everybody gets to do it or whatever but it's like they're able to like take their first step toward enlightenment it's kind of like a kickoff of that i think so i don't know but it refers to uh the wheel of time as part of that some some way i don't know i lost that thread a long time ago because i was like these guys are doing this for 300 miles or whatever (laughs) "This this is crazy I was like, well, they're better people than me. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. What are they doing? You can't just drive there, I guess. I mean, you could, but then that wouldn't be no, the some whole experience. Did. Most of them did. There's <laughs> <laughs> just some people that decided to go that way. That's how they serve they're, I don't know. That's how they achieve enlightenment, I guess. So how would you rate uh, Wild Blue Yonder? Would you consider that to be a documentary? What would you even call that? Oh, Wild Blue Yonder. Piece of work Is that, that the one with, did. with uh, um, All of the found footage from the Antarctic diving, some uh, archival NASA footage, and then there's Brad DeReef. Yeah. Just sort of ranting about how aliens suck because if you watch the special features Herzog invited him to dinner and then didn't take him to dinner he drove him out to Barstow which took like two hours and Dreef's like well I went over there hungry because I was expecting dinner and by the time we get to Barstow I'm pretty pissed off and this was Herzog's whole plan uh, yeah, was to make him hangry and he won't leave this you know, street corner in Barstow until he gets 15 minutes of solid Brad DeReef bitching. And the only thing he has to talk about is aliens. And it's quite a little fun scene. Only if you've watched the special features, because afterwards when you're like, Oh, you put it all together. You're like, Oh, it's not bad. Brad DeReef. That's pretty fun. Now that I know what's happening here. Right. Cause you have no idea watching the movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't really remember that it, one. I, I do remember it, but I don't remember what happens or it's not worth watching other than that Brad DeReef thing and the interview, which at the end of the interview, he kind of ends (laughs) it by saying, and that's what it's like being neighbors with Werner Herzog. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
Um, like I, I don't, I, Werner Herzog is one of my best friends and I don't like him at all. This is, um, <laughs> this is a much straight, more straightforward, just kind of mostly documenting. I mean, he does some, okay. some of his, you know, Herzogian narration. Um, but overall it's pretty, it's pretty just observational and, but it does definitely have his, his eye, you know, he'll, he'll land on some person and just stay there for a second and. It's definitely the magic him. happens. Uh huh. Yeah. And I find that I it does. I was going to. Yeah. I was going to say where, you know, you bottom end wild blue yonder top end, if you consider it a documentary, because I don't even know what that thing is. Right. But then top end say a little Dieter needs to fly. Mm. Where is it versus little Dieter needs to fly? Uh, I mean, I think little Dieter needs to fly is pretty, uh, incredible because it's it's such a harrowing story Um, it's traumatic and and terrible but it maintains this light spirit of the person the person that he's documenting has somehow maintained this positive outlook on life through this whole thing yeah and the film has this wonderful magical spirit to it and you're like this is a movie about being a pow and it's just magical and wonderful and it shouldn't be yeah I I would you know those I feel like little Dieter needs to flies in a different you know I think that yeah, one's think- up there with his best stuff. Um, this isn't you know this is a l- a lesser work I guess or not as it's not as overtly compelling I would say <laughs> like little Dieter needs to fly feels compelling. You're like. This is yeah. amazing. You know, it's got a real, and this is too, but I feel like it's, you know, it's a lot of watching Buddhists uh, do their thing. And if you're not like really into like, oh, this is, you know, if it doesn't get you <laughs> interested, I could see you just be like, whatever. It's like a National yeah. Geographic thing, whatever. Just put it on. Is there like Buddhist groupies that are just there for the after party? <laughs> Not that I could. T- I did notice. I was like, "Are there any ladies around?" Because it seemed like they're all. I guess they're like all monks or whatever. I don't know what their rules are. <laughs> and the film doesn't help you <laughs> decipher that by the end of it. No, it's more just like he, it's some weird stuff people are doing. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Whenever someone tells me that they're really into documentaries. Mm-hmm. I ask them if they've seen Little Dieter Needs to Fly, to which point they always say no, and I look down my nose at them. Huh. So I'm like, oh, you haven't seen the genre's finest offering. Right. Well, <laughs> you aren't really into documentaries, then are you? <laughs> yeah. Get with it. Oh, did you see Bowling for Columbine once, and now you're into documentaries? Right. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, now for the wheel of time that people probably showed up for, and I'm I don't going know what to what this is at all. You've never heard of the book series? Never heard of it. Really? Yeah. I had only because a roommate was really into it, and he was like beside himself when the author died and had to get finished by somebody else, and. Uh, I would always confuse it with um, the one that just had Oprah in it, the Disney movie. 
A oh, Wrinkle in Time. Right, right. Because right. I read that when I was in grade school, and somebody was like, Wheel of Time, it's really good. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I read that when I was in grade school. And they're like, what the hell are you talking about? It's like 15 <laughs> books long. And I was like, oh, we're not talking about the same thing here. Yeah. Which is good thematically, because we're not talking about the same Wheel of Time. Uh, it's got a very unique magic system, and I think that that's what... If you ever read anything about Wheel of Time, the first one of the first lines is praised for its unique magic system. And it, I think, is pushing a lot of buttons right now uh, on a societal level because it sort of has a female empowerment to it. Ah, okay. I'm ready to get shade thrown at me now by saying that I completely didn't like it at all. And I thought that all of this sort of female empowerment that they were going for it doesn't work because I had already mentioned Oprah. Whenever they cast their spells, they look like Oprah giving away a car. <laughs> you get a car. You get a car. That's what it's one of the weirdest casting stances I've seen. I mean, there's the comic book, like you jump down and you have to like lift your arm up when you hit the ground and bend your knees. And it's the comic book landing pose. That's really uh -huh. stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't care I for that, that, but I, I hate can, that. I can, I can, I can get past it sometimes. Sure. I could not get past. And it was only some of the characters were doing these sort of outlandish casting poses. Whereas Rosamund Pike's was, fairly straightforward i'm waving my hands at nothing i'm i can't i'm acting like i'm a wizard which i think has got to be hard yeah okay do your wizard stuff okay right. i'm oh. casting wizard stuff uh. seems like with dr strange there was a lot of choreography to the uh magic casting which yeah. i think helped it out a little bit it's not like you can go like uh you know go to a wizard and be like can i can i follow you on your rounds tonight <laughs> Like, how do you get a research? Here's an assignment. Wizard An stuff. assignment for Werner Herzog is to do a documentary <laughs> on people who think they're wizards and follow them around because I think it's out there. I think you could put out a Facebook I'm marketplace sure or personals or whatever there is now that's not Craigslist and run into some people who think they're wizards. Uh, you're probably right. Uh, issue two. I have with Wheel of Time. And can I have a, ask a couple questions? Cause, sure, you should yeah. ask any questions you want about Wheel of Time and get ready for the answer. I don't remember it passed over my eyes and in through one ear and out the other. Okay. I, I mean, I think these are general questions just about what it is. So this is a series sure. or a movie? It's a series, a series. And I believe that the first series is based on one or two of the books. Okay. Now, is Oprah in this one or just in the one we were talking no. about? No. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, she's in She's in the Disney movie of A Wrinkle in Time. Right. Which, when I saw it, I was halfway through with my daughter, who likes it a lot, which I think she's the right age for it. Sure. Uh, okay. I was a little older when I read it. And I'm watching it going, this is not as good as I remember. But by the end of it, I'm like, no, this is a very accurate portrayal of this book. It's just that... Man, if you're over 15, you're not going to like it. Ah, uh, This is this but, show. Uh, whereas Wheel of Time is meant more for an adult Wrinkle audience, time. or at okay. least teens to young adults, adults, anybody who likes magic, sort of. This okay. is a pre-Harry Potter magic craze. Has Rosamund Pike in it? Is there anyone else of note in the cast? 
Not really. Not really. Okay. Is there, there anyone behind I've the scenes that I would recognize? Uta Braithwitz. Who's that? I don't know. <laughs> Who's he? What's it? Rafe Judkins. Rafe Judkins. One. Oh. Okay. So no. Dave right. Hill, Amanda Schumann, Wayne Yip. Any of these names sound familiar? Nope. Okay. Uh, yeah. Lauren Balfi was the uh, composer. That's somebody that you might recognize. I Issue don't, two I don't recognize would be that either. That the idea of Wheel of Time is that women can use the one power. They can channel it to use their magic. Hmm. They have unique uh, sort of like they're like a laser crystal or something. And the magic comes in them and it comes out in their own unique way. And men cannot. But however, if a man can, then he's going to be the most powerful, not wizard, whatever they're called. So it's a little Dunish in that respect with some, uh, you know, quits that Satirac business. But... I also find that counterproductive in the whole, like, oh, the women are so powerful in this, but they're afraid of some man getting the magic because he'll be more powerful. I don't like that. Especially with magic in general. It's like, what does your genitalia have to do with any of this? It's fucking magic. You get good at wizarding, right? How long have you been wizarding? It sounds to me. 15 years. Well. From your description is that what they're saying is, like, we have extra abilities that make us better, but if you put us on the same baseline with a man then we'll be we'll be left in the dust that's what it sounds like from your description that's how the series play again i haven't read the book but that's how it played in front of me and i was like nope i don't like that it's magic whoever's good at magic is good at magic regardless of their genitalia yeah or identity like if they have got like if they want to be a pretty lady and they've got balls whatever right right how much magic did you study 15 years you should be pretty good yeah yeah well, it just Regardless seems of, wrong-headed uh, though you know it seems like i get trying to you know be empowering but you remember that uh um digital animated movie from a few years zootopia you remember that Yes. I felt like that was like my kids really liked it. And I was always like, well, yeah. I think it's hearts in the right place, but I think it's really racist. Like, I, th- I think it was trying to be counter racist. And it, again, it, it didn't- was trying to be. That's what I was like. But okay. it didn't play right. No, because it was like. It was as if whatever this oppressed race was, was the wild animals. And it was like, well, they go back to their feral state. Like, they go native, you know, or whatever it was. And they become vicious. And it was like only that they were being suppressing that in them was what allowed them to exist in society. And I was like, this is pretty fucking weird. It's a weird thing to say about anyone even in a metaphorical way <laughs> like what is, what are you trying to get at here i was like i don't think you're getting at what you're getting at <laughs> there was also a lot of uh this they have a bond so they get like the the lady sorceresses or whatever they're called like i Sedai, i think or something like that hmm 
they're the magic users and they get like a swordsman, but their bond is greater than love. And so they're always like screwing, I guess. Is it the invisible so, swordsman? No, he got shot. If you recall correctly. Oh yeah. That's sad. Great. Dusty. You <laughs> shot the invisible swordsman. <laughs> that's a movie. Yeah. And so that's kind of happening. So there's a, little bit of a symbiotic relationship happening there. I don't know that there's anything counterproductive with the sexual politics in that respect, hmm. but uh, it almost plays wrong as well. Yeah. Uh, and then if they lose their magic, they lose the bond and this, it again, for being praised for its unique magic system, I was having a hard time making heads or tails of how it worked other than the fact that it was gender based. Yeah, we're not really gender based, but, uh, you know, genitalia based. Right, right. Strictly biological part based. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, the real main characters aren't really Rosamund Pike. She's helping this group of post teens. Okay. Who are just. The whiniest bunch of (laughs) turds that you don't. It's not that you don't care about them. You want evil wizard man to come and fucking kill them. Because they're so whiny and stupid. Oh, man. They're like the kids in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, cut them in half already. I fucking hate these people. Oh, man. Yeah. I get it. Uh, I think this is item four, maybe, that I really didn't like. It's over eight hours long, and I feel like there's probably three hours of good content in there. All right. So to boil something, and I don't know how many of the books they used, because uh, who knows, right? If there's 15, you, you figure they're not really trying to shoot this thing to 15 seasons. That would be crazy. Maybe they are. I don't know. Right. Um, But it seems like you could be able to get eight hours out of the book. Like, I don't know if they did something wrong or if the book's that dry, but Hmm. like the wandering around in Fellowship of the Ring is like twice as exciting. And you don't want to punch the main characters in the face. That always helps. I didn't want to punch the main characters in my wheel of time in the face either. I mean, so that makes it better. I think mine's better. So far, it sounds like yours is better. Also, mine's like maybe 90 minutes. Might be a little shorter. I'm not sure. The old Werner 86? Something like that. It might be. I got close enough, I think. (laughs) Yeah, I think I win Wheel of Time. (laughs) So far. (laughs) Uh, by the end of it, you find out one of the whiny uh, people is going to be the dragon reborn because I guess they're a okay. dragon man. Huh, I hate or that. Or a man dragon or a man that has the powers of a dragon. But then there's like a evil one, too, who's like, I'm going to give you the powers of the dragon or wait, I have them or I'm going to take them from you. All very uh, blurry by the end of it. No. And 
Tyler couldn't be on the show today, and he watched it as well. But I tossed Shade via text message to him on it, and he was like, oh, I liked it better than uh, Witcher Season 2. So now I have to watch Witcher Season 2 to see how that <laughs> stacks up. Because I liked Witcher Season 1. And I can't imagine this being better than Witcher Season 2. So Witcher Season mm. 2 either stinks, or he's he's under the spell of this Wheel of Time business. Because I'm oh. not... Ugh. Not cast... It's spell on you. Through the one power channeled through the lady business. Its powers have no sway. They hold no sway over Sam. (laughs) It wouldn't even put me to sleep. That was the other thing. It was like early on, Sandra was uninterested entirely. And I was like, well... This will be something that at least puts me to sleep that she doesn't care about that I can watch while I'm not I'm having bouts of insomnia. And I'll tell you what, you know, Apocalypse Now is one of the finest movies ever made. Supposedly that shit puts me to sleep inside of 10 minutes. (laughs) I can never get past the underwear karate practice that Martin Sheen does. Uh Just like, whoop, right to sleep. (laughs) Um, That's like warm milk to you. Yeah, I guess so. I never put together the I, bottle rocket was like, doing was making fun of that. I like to think that if you with were James like, Con doing the same thing, if you were endlessly, just endlessly wealthy, that you would have like employed Martin Sheen to do karate in his underwear in your bedroom to put you to sleep at night. Yeah, he's just on staff. <laughs> he I has to work to act like he's. Act- just to work 19 hours, 19 hours a night or 19 minutes a night to like that, that <laughs> live version of the doors, the end. <laughs> and that gets you to sleep. <laughs> it's the only way I can go to sleep. <laughs> you don't know the pressures Either of being way, wealthy the- enough to afford that. <laughs> Elon Musk might be doing that right now. Yeah, might be. We're just paying someone who's a Martin. Do you think that there's Martin Sheen impersonators out there? Probably. Other than Emilio Estevez <laughs> right. and Joe Estevez. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> any, any Estevez is doing it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, probably. There's probably a guy that looks a lot like Martin Sheen and he's like, I'm going to do this at parties, you know, and make a little money. What would you charge if you were a Martin Sheen impersonator? <laughs> what's like a what's your gig rate? What is your gig rate? Uh, I guess it to depends pretend to be Martin Sheen on the market you live in. Uh, what the event is? You could do corporate things, uh, <laughs> make you know make a few grand a night, probably. <laughs> we got a Martin Sheen impersonator. He's gonna this guy do over his... here that looks kind of like. <laughs> Brian Cox. <laughs> Got a Ronnie Cox impersonator, you too. Just, Actually, no, that's just, just Ronnie Cox. You just memorize one West Wing speech. <laughs> and you give that, and then you shake hands and take pictures. But the West Wing speech, like, will really get people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you watch that show? Back, back, long time ago, yeah. 
I didn't watch it ever. I watched the newsroom show that the guy did afterwards, and I thought newsroom mm-hmm. was one of the best shows I've ever fucking seen. Yeah, but I saw uh, some I'm of admittedly, I grew up. My mom worked for newspapers, yeah. so I I kind of I can't trust my own judgment on any program, television series, movie that involves newspapers or news mm-hmm. channels because it just sort of like. Hard-hitting journalism really gets my blood flowing. Yeah, I like those, too. And real-life journalism has not got my blood flowing in a while. <laughs> I mean, it gets it flowing sometimes. Like, fuck, you know. Headline writing? That's all they're doing these days. Yeah. It's awful. <sighs> Have you seen any series recently that you would like to talk about on these episodes dedicated to series more than movies? Um, the only, oh wait, okay, yeah, here's the series I've been watching. So I mostly watch movies, um, if I'm watching anything by myself, and then I watch mostly TV with my wife, and Mm -hmm. we end up watching just stupid reality shows mostly. Oh! We'll like find one and like just latch on to it. And so most recently we got into this, uh, we, we've taken to the sea, Sam, we've, uh, we've been doing the below deck series. Um, we kind of just happened into it. Like it would be on and we'd be like, let's check in with these weirdos. And we watch below deck, which is, uh, follows the crew of a motor, like a, a, ch- a, a charter yacht. Uh, like a super yacht, a mega yacht, and these assholes mm-hmm. will charter it. And then, but you're with the uh, crew who's like, you know, the service crew and the deck crew for the whole season. So they, you know, have all these horrible guests, but they're just working. And uh, anyway, we got super into it. And we started like referring to places in the house as like, hey, let's go out to the wheelhouse. That's where we you know, go hang out in the garage because mm-hmm. the kids have taken over the house. See you in the wheelhouse or, you know, the kitchen's now the galley. It's just taken over our lives. Yeah. And we started and it's made by- with Below Deck Mediterranean, did every season. And then we did the two seasons of or the whatever of Below Deck Sailing Yacht. And then we finally gave in and went for a regular Below Deck. And we've finished that now. And now there's a current season of Below Deck Sailing Yacht. So that's but it's like once a week. I'm like, how am I supposed to get to know these people? so now you're like having below deck withdrawals yeah we don't know what to watch again these bravo series are like heroin i know they're crazy it's like i pulled it up here and i was like "Ooh, bravo this must be crap but i oh and i watched uh love is blind season two on netflix um, oh uh because you know how is that crazy how do you how do you make it through that i don't know it's kind of hard, but I am fascinated by awful people. So sometimes it's, you know, just curious. I'm just like, oh, it's all part of the American freak show, you know? Uh, but I did watch a, I, I watched season two of The Righteous Gemstones, and I really like that on uh, HBO, which is, uh, stars Danny McBride and John Goodman and, um, you know that one guy 
from <laughs> he's the younger guy. I can't remember his name for some reason. And the sister. Oh my god, Walton Goggins is on it. Uh it's another David Gordon Green, Jody Hill, Danny McBride series. Okay. Um, but they're like a televangelist family. Ah. <laughs> but it's really funny and uh I had a good time with that. But hey, I have a hard time watching series lately, but that one I got right into. I guess because they were like okay. half hour mostly. Well, I think that the your your yachting show is just the below deck thing is more of a surprise and more to make fun of because that's just yeah. Does, is like the captain on the show? Yeah, yeah, the captain's on the show. And is there like a? Do you have a favorite captain? We kind of like were partial to Captain Sandy, and we found out that people don't like Captain Sandy, like online online people <laughs> apparently. But we're like, well, she's like our forever captain. We we started with her uh, in the Mediterranean. I mean, we didn't start with her. There was a Captain Mark before that who recently died, uh, but she took over like in the second season or whatever. And so we were like, we like Captain Sandy, and we didn't want to go to the below deck OG because. Captain Lee, we aren't. We did not get a good impression of him, and we were like, I don't know, if we want to work for this guy, you know. And so, huh? But then we finally did, and he's hilarious because he says things like when he's mad at someone, and he walks through, and someone was like, "Hey, can I get you a sandwich?" And he goes, "No, I'm gonna eat someone's ass for dinner." He says stuff like that all the time, <laughs> and then I think he found out, like, I think he found out that people. Uh, made like a meme out of him saying that probably I'm assuming. And I think sure. he caught on to that, but he probably didn't understand it still. He just thought, Oh, I have a catchphrase. Cause then he said it again, like <laughs> the next season. And I'm like, well now he's playing up to the camera, but I don't still yeah. don't think he's in on the joke, <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a great show. Everybody. <laughs> I highly recommend all the BDs. <laughs> There's a new uh, Below Deck Australia starting this month, too. So that'll give us two boats to be on simultaneously. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Thanks, Bravo. Keep them coming. <laughs> Keep them coming. <laughs> Keeping this right. marriage afloat. Well, I think... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the other thing is we were watching so many boating shows that it was like we we like, OK, Henry was down here and I was like, you're 10 years old and you haven't seen Jaws and it's you need to see. And he was like, ah, because I think we just built it up too much. He's like, ah, I think sure. it's, I don't think I'm old enough. And I was like, oh, shut up. Come watch Jaws. <laughs> and so we put it on and we're immediately like, oh, look at all these boats. Like, oh, yeah. And we're like talking about boats. And then like suddenly I had we suddenly found ourselves watching Titanic. <laughs> we're like, hey, boats. It was like everywhere we looked. You couldn't escape it. We even watched a different reality show. They went on a yacht. <laughs> so you're just like watching Jaws, just admiring the boats while your child is paralyzed in fear over a giant shark. <laughs> What's really funny is I was like, I've never really, I always thought the orca was so cool, but I never realized what a tiny piece of shit it is for some reason. It's like after all my oh, yeah. sailing yacht days, now I've got higher <laughs> standards. You're no Captain Sandy, Quint. <laughs> That's right. 
Don't you know anything, Quint? Teamwork makes the dream work. Bullshit like that. Come on. <laughs> Bullshit, yeah. I was trying to push Jurassic Park, but uh, mm. she finally watched it. Nine wasn't too early for Jurassic Park, apparently. I still haven't tried to make her watch Jaws. That's not going to happen yet. Yeah, I think my kids watched Jurassic Park before at some point, but I can't get them to watch anything. They're just yeah. not Jurassic Park in my movies. is just scary enough, but not too scary for a, a grade schooler. Yeah, yeah. It's perfect. I don't know that it should be PG, but I guess it's PG. It yeah, pushes sure. all the PG buttons. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Kids need to the movie that we watched for the pod. Movie we watched for the podcast, Lifeguard with Sam Elliott last week. Uh huh. That was rated PG, and there's a giant set of tits right in there. Mm, mm. It's the seventies PG. It sounds like. Yep. I mean, there were yeah, even eighties PG. PGs that pushed pushed the boundaries. You know, like you seemed like it yeah. seemed like there was a set of rules that we had figured out as young people. Going to the movies like PG, huh? Well, they say fuck once. They may be mm-hmm. able to get away with fuck twice if it's right together. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like adventures in babysitting or something. But mm-hmm. then there was like, remember uh, Whitewater Summer? I don't think I've seen that. I feel like that got a PG and they say fucking that. And there's like... I saw that movie and I was stoked to see that movie because I lived in a tiny town and it came to our theater. Our theater got like dirty dancing like a month after it was out on video. <laughs> like that's how long it took to get anything. And we got Whitewater Summer on opening fucking day. Yeah. Super excited. When did E.T. come out? 1981? 82, I think. 82? I didn't get to see it until 84. That's when it came to our theater. Wow. Man. And it scared the living shit out of me. Yeah, I remember being real scared. I don't like <laughs> E.T. to this day. I get in a bad mood when I oh, see I, E.T. I'm I like, oh, fuck it, you, you little turd. <laughs> I did not. I still hate it. Uh, now we're getting But Sharky's it. Machine, I'm fine with for whatever reason. I think I was two years older when I shot, saw Sharky's Machine. I was six. Sharky's so. machine. That makes me think of Jaws, which makes me think of boats. No. Boats. <laughs> that's what I think of when I think of Jaws now. <laughs> oh, that's that boat movie. <laughs> you just go on Facebook Marketplace now and just look at boats. Just looking at boats. <laughs> and just judging them. Don't do it. It like, would be depressing. That was the thing. It's like the we don't want to do it. We would never we, oh. we are not doers. We would never want to actually do it. But we'll sit here and we'll critique the shit out of the whole thing. We'll be like, oh, this guy doesn't know how to pull the anchor. Like, come on. You call that two shackles? Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't think that subconsciously it's ingrained in you that like the right price on a cruise is going to happen and then you're just going to, you know. See, that's the thing. Cruise ships have no appeal. Okay. Zero appeal. The only way I would do it in real life, as if it was a, a mega yacht private charter a mega situation. Yacht? Okay. Yeah. Talking below deck again. There's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Just talking about below deck. 
splash boat in front of me. Well, cut this off soon, but I did see, speaking of boats, that the new Caribbean uh, giant boat mm. is bigger than an aircraft carrier. Oh, my God. See, that's just that's awful why? to me. I don't, I would never, uh-uh. That seems horrifying. It se- they said that the boat has six neighborhoods. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It gives me, like, panic attacks thinking about it. The Titanic is like an escape vessel for this boat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> oh, my God. What a horrifying thing to get on. Okay, I don't think so, I can take any cruise, much less something that, that big. It seems like a recipe for disaster because it's like mm-hmm. an all-you-can-drink bar and an all-you-can-eat buffet and seasickness. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> and I'm trapped with all these people. Yeah, and 10,000 so people. people. Oh, my God. Actually... I think that it's like when you count the crew and everybody else, this boat has like 15,000 people on it or something. Oh, my God. That's just the worst idea ever. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. I've heard of horrible things, too, by the way. Yeah. I could be wrong on that figure. So be right. uh, Talking stinker madness on the you're wrong idiot. (laughs) Facebook and Twitter. Um, In summation to this Hmm. moving non-movies. Special, you're going to give a do to Wheel of Time, the documentary by Werner Herzog. I'm giving a don't, and I hope that people throw shade at me, because I know this is beloved, but I want someone to be like, defend this adequately, like why anybody should watch this. It's got 82% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I can't see how. It is the most boring, and I, I can't make heads or tails of it. And there's whiny people constantly that I can't like. Not alone, let alone get behind. Right. Um, so, yeah, again, talk at Singer Madness. Find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, throw shade at me for hating this. I'm, I'm fine with that because I'd really like some adequate reasons why it's good because I'm looking at these numbers and everybody says it's good and I think it's crap. So I'm giving a don't to Wheel of Time. But where are we going to be at on Below Deck? Can you say mm. to the average person that you met on the street? Mm-hmm. You should uh, check out Below Deck. Would you do that? Uh, to the average person I would meet on the street? No. They're not They're not yacht types. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that they're quite cut out for this. <laughs> it's a pretty select thing, you know? You're either a, a yacht person or you're not, you know? Uh, some of us find the term yachty derogatory. Um, this is things we're learning. Some people find is that it yacht or not yacht or not. Yeah. That's another thing. We got to learn to tie more knots. Oh yeah. And I got to learn the midshipman's knot. I have no idea what it is. And I got to learn like how fast a knot is. It's roughly a mile per hour. There's a lot of knots. Yeah. Gotta be careful. I think it starts to break. <laughs> Around 25, they start to get a little bit different, but it's it's about mm. the same as a mile per hour. All right. All right. Well, now I know that. I'm just that much more qualified. 
Well, I think you would have known that from watching all these goddamn boat shows. They are not educational. (laughs) 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 It's mostly terrible people treating people terribly, and then the terrible people get off the boat, and the maybe a little less terrible people that work on the boat go out and drink and then have sex with each other and get all tangled and twisted up together. And then someone says Mm. something horrible about someone else. It's got a whole lot of fun stuff going on. And all at sea. (laughs) So the guy that died, the boat captain that died. Yeah. Did he die at sea? I don't know. I don't think so. They don't say? They I, say I don't remember. He he quit. Uh, I, I think he only did the first season of Below Deck Mediterranean. And then um, and that was many years ago. And then he died just recently. Oh. And I think he was sick or something. He had cancer or something like That's that. I don't know exactly. Too so. bad. I I was hoping he was in Davy Jones's locker. No. Hoping for his sake, anyway, some city that he was floating on the sea. Yeah. How do you drive a fucking city? I don't know. (laughs) You don't. Apparently you just crash it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just set it out there until it stops on something. (laughs) (laughs) We're approaching the thing that's going to stop us. Everyone run to the back of the city. (laughs) <laughs> how long do you think it takes to stop one it probably can't go that fast it's got to be like 25 15 tops knots and then it still takes like a mile and a half to stop it if it's only going 10 not and a half <laughs> <laughs> see i know boats <laughs> fucking cool <clears throat> so no i don't uh you know but also I wouldn't recommend anything to someone walking down the street. Okay. If someone was like, hey, what's a TV show I should watch? I'd be like, get away from me and run, probably. Yeah. The news. Don't touch me. (laughs) Maybe not the news, depending on what channel you like. Right. (laughs) Okay. Worse than a better example. Okay. uh, Your cousin. A group like... Take your average cut, average your cousins out and tell me if you'd recommend this boat show again. Not an, not a good example with me. I don't okay. know my cousin. Who would you tell well. to watch this program? Um, How about that? I would be like, hey, have you been like, you know, do you watch Real Housewives of New York? But that's the only one. And uh, at the end of it, sometimes below deck would come on or something like a rerun and you'd watch like two minutes of it. And then you'd see that it was on every now and then, and you'd turn it on and watch like five minutes of it, and then be like, okay, that's what's going on with them. And you turn it off, and you go, and this went on for like three months or so, and you're thinking, hey, maybe I should watch a full episode of Below Deck. If you're that person, I would say absolutely watch Below Deck on my recommendation. If you've already tried to watch Below Deck, several times if you, no, if you've just casually, it might be for you you've casually watched a few minutes here and there and been like okay and moved on not because you disliked it you kept coming back by the way you kept yeah. coming back for some reason and you kind of thought this is stupid i'll never watch this 
But then eventually you're like, maybe we should start at the very beginning. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Um, but if you're not that person, I'd say, yeah, give it a shot. And if it looks like something you may get into after like five or six hours, because right up front, you're going to be like, <laughs> what is this stupid fucking shit? But if you give it five or six hours, if it's something you think you can give five or six hours to, you're going to be out at sea for like, I don't know, 20 seasons or something. You got like a bunch. Oh if, you my do God. All the, if you do all the se- different iterations of the show, there's a lot of seasons. So it can keep you going, yeah, especially so. like if there's another you know, if we have to stay home for another year at some point, you could do a lot worse. Get yourselves, you know, okay. order some captain's hats and some pipes and, uh, you know, make a thing out of it. Get some Christopher Cross uh, uh-huh. records. I was just like the other yeah. day, I was like, I'm going to make a below deck playlist. Boat songs. You should make a below deck playlist. I'm going to we'll share that at some point. All right. I'm going to do it. Okay. So yeah, I recommend. All it. right, well that's our <laughs> that's our episode this week. <laughs> next week we'll try to figure out a show that we both watched, or the next time we're on. Yeah. Hopefully, Justin will come back from moving sooner rather than later. Not that I don't like you here. I just it's no, a little I different it. without the movie. It's a little different without the movie. Hmm. I watched a movie. However, this. This boat thing is intriguing. What is what is it streaming on? It's streaming on Peacock, which I okay. think is where I'm all gonna... the Bravo stuff is. It may be on other things too. I'm not sure. But that's where well, we watch it. it. We'll, we'll see. I'm I'm going to give the boat thing a chance with Sandra and see what she thinks. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to watch it solely based upon her reactions and whether she wants to watch it. Mm. See how engaging Below Deck really is. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll see. As I said, that's our show. For Tucker, I'm Sam, and this has been Stinker Madness Moving Not Movies. <laughs>